Just keep moving. You'll figure these things out. It just takes time, but you have to enjoy it too. On this episode of Bridging the Gap, I am honored to be joined by Bill Bloom, the president of Bloom Financial Company, founder of the Diane Money app, and a podcast host of his podcast called Retire As You Desire. What an amazing name. Bill starts our conversation by opening up about being a huge advocate of time management, something that we can all be better at. And he talks about how he taught himself to break up his week into three parts, free days, focus days, and cleanup days. Bill dives into how he incorporates this mentality and also has time for his family. Bill and I also had a fun conversation surrounding helping clients navigate the idea of retire as you desire. We talked about technology advancements and how it is helping clients grow in their financial journey and how it's helping overcome challenges within the technology advancements because things are moving so fast. How do we keep up? And we talk about overcoming those challenges. But we also dig into the importance of saying no, something that I've been focusing on actually ever since this conversation. And doing less is sometimes more and knowing we can't please everyone at all times. That's something that we all know, but it's hard to really incorporate. This is one of those conversations you don't want to miss because we talk about a lot across the spectrum and make you not only a better advisor, better person, better family person. And it was just an awesome conversation between Bill Bloom and myself. And so I'm honored to share it with you. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. This is Bridging the Gap with your host, Matt Reiner. Bill Bloom, Chicago. How are you, my friend? How you doing? I am living the dream with uh, like a two and a half month old newborn or three-year-old the wife making it all happen man just one day at a time <laughs> changing diapers again not sleeping a lot so having fun god bless you man a two and a half or two and a half month old so congratulations congratulations so what do, what do we have the oldest a boy or girl and then the youngest a boy or girl what's the what do we have both boys oh gosh good for you man you are going to be busy busy i uh, i'm in the same boat i'm in a very similar boat my son turns three uh, here soon, so it'll be three. And then my daughter is, in a few days, she'll be seven months old. So I'm in a similar boat with you, man. It, it's it's a fun ride, right? And then you're, you're building a business, you're building a new app, you have a podcast. Like, you've got nothing going on. I mean, what do you do with all your free time? You know, I like to read a lot of books. I like to take long walks on the beach, you know, <laughs> uh, I, you know. <laughs> Time has been such a precious asset for me, even before the baby came, just figuring out how to figure out your days. And strategic coach taught me that a long time ago. You take your free days. That's when you don't work for 24 hours, like the phone's away, the email's away, all that stuff is done. And then you need cleanup days where you're just doing work that you forgot about. You need to clean up with your team. Like, where's the paperwork? Where's this, that, and the other? And then you need to really have focus days and things that you're really good at and passionate at. Like today, like recording a bunch of podcasts and having client meetings. Really have focus days where you're in your unique ability. And that's how I'm managing my time right now. I love that. So I, I want to go. This is. I just want to go on a side tangent for a second because I love this idea. I think time management. It's always something that I, you know, we're all trying to be efficient and effective at the same time, right? And uh, you know, you talk about free day, cleanup day, and focus day, right? There's seven days in a week. There's seven days in a week. You know, total five days of them are work days. How do you break down your free cleanup focus days if you think about it that way? Well, every week is different for me. Because I don't have set days like Monday is a buffer day, 
Tuesdays are focus days and Friday, Saturday, Sunday are free days where you're not working. So if I'm burnt out and I need to take a Tuesday off, I take a free day on a Tuesday. Like it's hard right mm. now with, with the little one at home. And I mean, it's just not really conducive to have really great thinking days. So I literally told mm -hmm. my wife this morning, tomorrow and Friday, I'm taking like thinking days. I need to go to the coffee shop. I need to get out of the house because if the baby cries for five minutes, I want to be there and help, right? Mm -hmm. If he needs a diaper, I want to be there and help. I'm sure you're the same way. Just, I cannot think. So I need yeah. to get out of the house. And, you know, during the pandemic, I built my own office and that's where I do my podcast recordings and inside our home. So every week's different. I don't keep it in a structure because I don't work well in structure. That's why like, I'm really unemployable. Like if I was going to be working in a nine to five job, I would completely be unemployable. I would just drive someone crazy. That's why I need to be an entrepreneur all my life. So yeah, I need to have that freedom of space to, to really function. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I, you know, you're so kind and, 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 and nice to put me in the same boat of thinking that I would jump up to go change my, my daughter's diaper if, if she was crying. <laughs> so I, I really, you know, you are a kind man for real. And, you know, I, I'm going to have you call my wife and let her know about how helpful I am as well. So let's dive into this, man. I, I'm really, I'm really excited to have you here. I, I, you know, you come from, you're cut from a similar cloth as myself in, in the sense of your background in wealth management. You're building your own app. You've got podcasts. So I really want to dive into it. And I always love just to kind of hear the story, right? I, I love to hear your story of how you got to where you are, uh, of starting Bloom Financial Company and then starting your your app, Diane Money, and the podcast, Retires You Desire. I mean, I mean, did you grow up when you were like five years old and be like, you know what? I really want to go and start a financial company. And that is my, that's my calling. I mean, how did you get here to where you are? Well, it really stems back to when I was a child. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Matt. It's, my parents could never figure out how to make a dollar work for them. Mm. There were times where they're four months late on their mortgage. There was always food on the table and there was always clothes on our back. Like we were definitely spoiled when we were kids, but there were always times of turbulence in our household surrounding money. And that sticks with me to today. And that's why I wanted to get into the financial world. And when I started in this field, it was 2008 of all years. I was trying to find all these different financial jobs. And the one that really stood out to me was someone who was in financial advising because there was a gentleman at our university who taught our finance class and he was an advisor and he came up in his Cadillac Escalade and all this stuff. He seemed like he had money. He seemed like he had his stuff together. So I thought to myself, maybe I can figure this out. I always loved people. I always worked hard. I always worked two jobs at a time, like throughout high school, in college, playing soccer four years in college. And I just wanted to figure out how to make money work. And am I perfect at it? God, no. Have I gotten a lot better at it? Oh, yes. And that's really translated into other people's lives, too. But I started my career at Prudential, Mother Prue. And I spent six and a half years there when I was 22 to... 28 is when I left and I loved being there, but I always knew I wasn't going to stay there. I always knew that. And by the time I was 28, I decided to leave and start Bloom Financial. And I had no idea about branding. My, my practice retires your desire at the time. It just wasn't there yet. 
but I knew I had to leave to give people more options, more opportunities. And my first year, I made $24,000, a really tough year. I lost all my clients. I couldn't talk to them for a couple years. It was just a really gruesome, gruesome, but fun year in retrospect, but that's why I don't have any hair left. But it was just a really <laughs> like, it was, it was just an interesting year. But that's a year that I invested in myself and I joined Strategic Coach. That was a great investment. So it's just been a wild ride really since 2008. You mentioned the strategic coach. I, I'm a huge fan of strategic coaches and um, you know that investment. You said that that was a huge you, – you basically said uh, how I interpret it, that you got a great return on your investment with that. Talk to us about what that investment led to in 08, 09 as you were kind of going through that battle of the beginning of the entrepreneurship journey. What did you take away that you either you're still using today or that you used then to help you get to where you are today? Yeah, so I, I became, in 2014, when I started Bloom Financial is when I joined Strategic Coach to be coached by some of the top, really the top entrepreneurial coaches on the planet. And Dan Sullivan and Bab Smith created the program 30 years ago. And they're known throughout the whole financial world. Everybody knows about them. They're just some of the best, really, in the world. But I had to write a big $8,500 check when I really didn't have it in 2014 when I started my company. I mean, when I worked at Prudential, I had no salary, so I had to go out and hustle and work. I was working 80 hours a week to 100 hours a week, thinking I had to do everything. And then 2014 came along when I lost everything, literally everything, and had to start over. And it was excellent because I learned that less is more. You're not going to please everyone. You have to learn to say no. You have to learn to say no. It's hard as it is. We like to please people. And I learned about what my unique ability is all about, like the two to three things that I'm really exceptional at, that I love doing, that give me energy all day. And I also learned about what's the minimum check that I would actually receive for my services. So again, you had to learn to say no to people where it's just not a right fit. You, you, figure, you figured out your right fit client. I'm still in the program to this day. I mean, I've been in the program since 2014. And Dan Sullivan, the master himself, is actually my coach, which is so cool. Just to be in a room with him is just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And that's kind of where the, the Diane Money app idea came from, just sitting in a room with these people who are running $100 million companies. They are I mean, I could talk forever about these people, but they're just some of the most gracious, giving, outgoing, collaborative people in the world because they think abundantly. And that's what changed for me is I grew up in a very scarce household, even though we were super loved, like fond memories of being a kid. But as an adult, I learned abundance and that's what came out of coach. What's your depth? I think abundance. I, I love that, right? I, I think that that's such a great topic of like having a, a, a mastermind group or you know a coach and and everything of that nature. I'm curious, what's your definition of abundance, right? To you, what does abundance mean from your standpoint? It means having the ability to go out and do the things you are meant to do on this planet. Like I knew I was always meant to do something more than just be a financial advisor. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I just didn't know what it was. 
and having the mindset and the confidence to go out and do it. That's what abundance means. It's not about having a hundred million dollars. I mean, that's an abundance of money and money buys you things and money can help other people. That's a form of abundance. I really wanted to learn abundance of time. That's really the game changer is when you have freedom of your time. That's what abundance is about. Because when you give yourself space to think, this is why less is more, really allowing yourself to think about what you want to do for your next adventure or your next company or your next offering, your next marketing, whatever that may be, whatever business you're in or company you work at, you have to give yourself space to think. And when you have that, that's when those incredible ideas come to fruition. So it's all mm -hmm. about time. It's all about different, creating different opportunities too with collaborators. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's so funny. You're talking about this, like, give yourself time to think. That's where great ideas come. That's also where you're able to, you, I was actually reading this article just recently, and I was talking about Slack, not the, the software that we know, but actually slack in your day to day, right? You need to have slack because we're all trying to be so efficient and effective and doing all this stuff. But actually the key to success, and it was written in a book called Slack, I think about like 18 years ago before this kind of technological boom came about. And it was like, you need to have slack in your day so that you can think deeply on ideas and create new innovations, but also to be able to tackle things that come up and be able to t act on those, right? Someone calls you and they want to take you out on this trip to meet you, this person. If you don't have slack in your day, you're not able to do it, which means that you're giving up on an opportunity that could change the trajectory and the direction of your life. And, and it's exactly what you're saying, you know, create that time, that freedom, uh, which is something that I, it, it resonates, right? That's my purpose is how do I get freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of action. And it's not just not even money, it's about time, et cetera. From there, I, I love it. And, you know, I, I feel that, you know, how you're talking and how you believe is how you serve your clients because you talk about you know this idea of retire as you desire right providing them with meaningful strategies to a wide range of financial matters which yes it includes investments and insurance and risk management etc but it's also a matter of time so talk to me about what this concept of retire as you desire is and 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 how you came about it which i think i know but also how you help clients navigate that 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 whole idea yeah so so this is a fun one my uncle John, he's brilliant. He's really, he's just a brilliant guy. So he edited a book that I had done. I was writing a book and I didn't have the title. And I love talking about retirement planning because when you retire something, like by definition, retirement was created in the 1890s by the Germans because their workforce was getting so old, their younger generation could not find work, so they created retirement. It was a man-made thing. So, and by definition, to retire something is to put it out of use. The whole retire as you desire lifestyle, like the name came from my uncle and I spitballing back and forth. And he said it, retire as you desire. I'm like, stop, hold the phone, like whatever it was. I was like, pause, that's it. So he came up with a phrase, I love it. So then I trademarked it. And then I created this philosophy around it that I incorporated what I was already doing in my practice. But being able to retire as you desire is number one, a lifestyle choice. And it really gives you the freedom to stop doing the things you don't like doing. And I practice what I preach with that because that's how I live my life. 
because I have, you know, through working, been able to create freedoms. So when you do the retire as you desire lifestyle or go through my process and navigation processes, I take people through like their mentality behind what they love doing, their health. I mean, we need to talk about people's health and their trajectory and like, what does that look like? People are going to be living into their 120s and plus over the next 20 years. So I'm already thinking that way. I'm a futurist by nature, so I'm thinking into the future for people. And when you do retire as you desire, when you go through my process, it's truly about eliminating the crappy things in your life, whether that's work, it might be work. But if you love doing what you do, why stop? Why? Mm -hmm. Just because the government said 65, you should retire. Uh Uh-uh. I don't believe in that. You need to take your people. What I do is I take them down the process to see what they need to eliminate to give them more freedom. And we have to figure out what that costs and how do we create cash flow and revenue to make that happen. And that's what the retires you desire lifestyle is all about is freeing you up from doing all the crappy things you don't like doing and really giving you time to focus on the things that you love for your life. What are the challenges? Because when I think about that, I'm a huge fan of that, right? Like it's a matter of like live the life that you want, live the life of purpose for you, which is different than everybody else and which makes your number, your retirement number different because everybody wants to do something different. What are the challenges that you face? Because I, I think that that's such a different approach than people perceive financial planning to be or investment management or investment advisor, right? Financial advisor should be just my stock guy or my stock gal. But and so when you think about it that way, that's like a lifestyle coach. That's like a lifestyle journey that you're helping them go on to help plan it out. You know, what challenges have you faced with clients as you go down this, right? Like some people, that's hard, deep stuff that a lot of people haven't put thought into ever in their life. Well, that's really the whole point. Cause I'm not a stock guy or you know, I I just don't believe in that. I only work with grateful people, first and foremost, and I They don't need to have a family, but if they have a family, they need to be family oriented. So first and foremost, I cut out a lot of the nonsense in the first place. And how so? How do you do that? How do you cut out the nonsense? I'm curious. By by telling people you're probably not a right fit for my practice. Mm, And and because you're an ungrateful person or you're not a family oriented person. It's just, you know, within five minutes of meeting someone, if you like them or not, it's usually quicker. And if I get a really bad feeling, I just say no. I just say, you know what? Here are other people who you might want to consider. I don't have any time for that. And getting people to understand that they're going to live longer, that's the struggle. That's like really being on the struggle bus because my my father only lived till 62 or my mom only lived till 65. Like my mom passed away when she was 67 a year and a half ago. So I get it, right? But that's not your reality. And Dan Sullivan said something when we were in a session one day. Like this is something that he uses at parties, which was fascinating. So at the party is kind of boring. He'll say to someone, how old do you think you're going to live to? Live for, whatever it is. And we'll say, you know what? Probably 80 because my dad lived till 80. Right? Pretty common answer. And he'll ask them, well, what do you want your health to look like? when you're 79 years old 
And the person will say, oh, that's a good question. I want to be able to get around and be healthy and still traveling and playing golf or whatever it is. And then Dan goes, well, do you really think you're going to die at 80 then if you're doing all those things? And they're like, oh, probably not. Probably not. So, and then I'll say, well, what age do you really think you could live for? Like you change it like that. You change that mindset and that perception like that. Cause the medicine's coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. The medicines, like things are coming down through like abundance 360. Well, like Peter Diamantis, what he's doing in his world is just incredible. So you, you have to wrap people's minds around longevity. Cause if we're not thinking mm-hmm. like that as an advisor, all of us, we're really missing the boat. If you want to work in retirement planning, we need to be planning for longer. I mean, there's a reason why insurance companies plan for 120 for their life tables. Why aren't we doing that? Right. Because people say it's not going to be me. That's no way that I'm going to be able to be that person, which is, you know, it's always, and it's a, it's the same perspective of, I'm not going to be the one that runs out of money. It's not going to happen to me. It's going to happen to someone else. And it's the same thing with longevity. It's I'm not going to be the one to live to 120. Like right. I know my health isn't there, but what if it is you, right? Like let's plan for that. And then let's adjust as we need to from there. I, I think that that's the, the whole point there, right? Absolutely. I want to. I want to live to, a, I'm at least 135. And so what what's your health going to look like at 134 then? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> that's a lot remains to be seen there. But I mean, 135, the oldest living human was 120 or 122. That was actually documented with the birth certificate just passed away a couple right. years ago. So, I we mean, can, we can get there. We can get there, Bill. Yeah, I, I think I mean, we can get there. The centurions in the blue zones, there's five of them. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are living into their hundreds with a lot of health. They're still doing their gardening every day. They're still walking every day. It's incredible. So that's how I want to live is just live healthy. And so as we think about the evolution, right, of, of you know, helping people retire as they desire, helping them kind of understand their health, their wealth, their future desires, everything of that nature. How do you, how does technology play into all this? How does technology help people become more aware? How do you leverage technology in your firm? I think as the industry continues to grow, you know, innovation is rampant right now in our industry. And I'm always curious to see how innovative minds like yourself are using technology. And then I want to move into the technology that you're building as well. But first off, how do you look at using technology and how is advancements in technology making the your clients be better at retiring as they desire? Well, when I first left Prudential, I really wasn't using technology. It was kind of just the yellow pad. Let's just, you know, map this all out because my brain could figure out the numbers pretty quickly, like in a ballpark. Numbers just always stuck with me, always. But Then I started using the retirement planning software. So we plug in the information and then say, okay, do you have shortfalls? That way you could show the clients or you could actually show them in real time. If you do this, this is what happens or this or that. So the scenarios became pretty clear a lot of the time, a lot of the time, actually, the majority. So I started to use that and that really helped my practice grow, but also helped my clients figure out, okay, we should do this because it's going to help close a shortfall or it's going to help my financial situation become so much better. So just creating those customized solutions by closing the red in the graph 
I think that's pretty simple. I really think that's simple. Most of the software is pretty intuitive now. It's pretty easy to use, but I don't know if there's any software out there that just says, here's the order that you should do things in. Here's how you get to your goals in the most efficient manner. Here's what you need to be doing to reach this goal in one year, two years, five years, whether that's paying off your student loan debt or getting rid of credit card debt, pay off your mortgage, save $3 million for retirement, right? And that's the app that I'm building is to figure out what's going to be in your best interest. Because as financial advisors, there's so many people who are underserved. So many people who are underserved because we cannot make money and it's a time game. Our time is money. Everyone's is, whether you're working or not. So the whole premise behind the Diane money, it's an ode to my mother. I mean, it's, it's named after her. And mm. she's going to be that motherly figure looking over your shoulder and saying, you know what? Here's your financial goals. You need to have a goal because if you don't, you'll never know where you end up. You have to set goals. Trivial. They could be as small as they need to be. But if you have bad credit card debt and you have your student loans and then you want to save for retirement or a down payment for a car or a home, you know, Diane Money is going to do the thinking for you to really take those guesses and stresses out of your financial life. And I think financial advisors will use this product. I think they'll use it for their clients because it's going to be a really cost effective and really efficient way to show people what to do where financial advisors don't really spend very much time or any time on. So I'm really excited about this. I, I, let's dive into it. I'm, I'm stoked for you. I love the kind of the, where the name comes from and, and like the heart and the kind of the, the, the symbiotic nature of what that means, right? To you specifically. So Diane, talk to me how it works, right? Do people link up their accounts? Are you doing aggregation? Are you utilizing Quibo? And, and I'm also curious, like, how do you see this being different from like traditional financial planning software that, a, that an advisor may use like an e-money or money guy pro or right capital and how it could be different to what an individual could use like a mint.com or personal capital or something from there. I'm, I'd love to kind of dig into that because I think it's such a great need and I, I love it from that side of it. Boy, oh boy, how much time do we have? So <laughs> uh, the reality is, I mean, the reality is all these apps do different things. And if you're a fiduciary, you need to be doing holistic planning. That's the name of the game. So whether you're using your your typical financial advisor software, like you said, three of them there, they don't tell you what to do in the most efficient manner. They're not looking at, okay, what is the most efficient way to get to your goal? None of them do that. That's just not what they're designed to do. They're designed to show you models. They're just modeling platforms. They all are. Same with the one that I use. They're, they're just modeling. They're using generic numbers through algorithms to say, if you do this, you'll get that. That's great because we need that. We need to see those numbers in the future, but they're all probables. The thing that like a mint.com or all these other, there's so many financial apps now, which is great, by the way, which is incredible. The majority of people are using their phones for their money, whether it's transferring money, online banking, it is the future, whether we like it or not, it's already here. The majority of Americans are using it. And the 
biggest differentiator with Diane Money is when you set up your goals for what you want, truly what you want, whether it's a trip to Cabo, trip to Paris, you want to go to Japan for a month, you want to, you know, buy that summer home. We're going to be looking at your bank accounts through Plaid, which is a very, very incredible service where you do not sell your data. First and foremost, we're not aggregating your data to sell it. That's a hard no, will never happen. And really what we're doing is looking for the most efficient path for you, the user, to get to your goal faster. And that's what all these other apps don't do. They do not do that. They just show you if you do this, you might hit that. It's all a maybe game. If you have, let's say, $20,000 of credit card debt, between three different cards. Okay, which one do you pay off first? Which one should you tackle first? If you want to pay them off in one year, in three years, how do you do that? What's the most efficient way? And we're going to be working on that because we're using smart thinking technology to do the thinking for you. And that's the big, big, big change that's coming in our industry is people don't want to think about this stuff. If they did, we would have a lot more millionaires. If people wanted mm-hmm. to invest the time to think about this stuff and learn about it, they would do it. People are so wrapped up into their day-to-day lives already. They don't want to spend the time to do that. They want it done for them in a so, really simple manner. And I, I love it. So now the question is, is that when are people going to be able to start using Diane money, right? When's this thing coming out? Is it already out? Is are they able to download it now? Well, if you go to dianemoney.com, we are in the, the testing mode. So we are actually adding the plaid. And then we're also adding a bill pay feature so that we're going to help you pay your bills. So that we're not like the, you know, a b- budgeting app or nothing like that. Budgets don't work. They just don't work because things change. Our electricity bill and our gas bill in our home almost tripled. You know, with this inflation going on in Chicago, it's just crazy. It doesn't work. You need to be able to plan for things in real time to help you reach those goals. And we are doing the beta testing. We're getting a ton of feedback. We've had a lot of people sign up for this soon. Or excuse me, and soon we are going to be releasing the app. It's on Android and on Apple, iOS. And we're going to have a website as well coming up too. That's amazing. I love it. I, I, I'm going to be, I'm curious to your sense as you're building it because, and I, I asked this and then I'm going to, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but I, 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 I have so much passion for what you're doing with Diane Money and I, I have such, um, you know, kudos to you because of the journey. I, we, we try, we work to build an app uh, in a similar way, not with the predictive kind of technology as you're doing. I'm curious to your side as you think through this, uh, and I think it's interesting for people to hear the technology because I think everybody thinks that they can go and build technology and you're in it. And I'm curious <laughs> to know from you, what you know, what are some of the challenges that you see, that you foresee with the, with the app and the challenges that you are working right now to strategize, to overcome with this, this tool and this solution because everything building technology is tough, right? Building technology is hard and, and getting it adopted is hard. So I'm curious as to know what you foresee on the horizon as some of the challenges that you're going to be focused on overcoming that you will eventually overcome, but that you're focused on right now. Absolutely. There are a ton of challenges. I mean, there's cost. Number one, who's paying for it? Like I've funded this myself. So 
there's been no investors that's going to change there will be at some point you know investing rounds things like that so you have to learn about that that's a learning curve mm. who do you talk to how do you do this and then as far as technology is concerned i could barely use my computer Literally, I could barely use my computer, barely use my cell phone. A couple of years ago, I didn't know that you could like get rid of apps on my iPhone. Like, <clears throat> so why is my battery always dying? And my friends are like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I was like, oh, I have every app on my phone running. So you have to find the right people to help you. The whole theory behind who, not how. So stop a- asking yourself, how is this going to get done? Ask yourself, who is going to do it? So who not how is a game changer. And I don't know who's going to use it. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. Whenever they're building an app, they could strategize. They could have the smartest people in the world say, it's going to be a 35-year-old with $100,000 income and $50,000 in debt. That's who's going to use it. It's all nonsense. You never know. So the challenge is, I don't know if a 45-year-old, if that segment is going to love this because they're in that phase of their life where they have so much going on, they have kids. They don't want to think about it. They want to definitely have money put away just by being consistent in a savings or for an emergency or for their kids' future schooling, whatever that may be. Or it might be 20-year-olds coming right out of school who have a ton of debt and they need help. Or it might be all of them. So you need to build it very lean and let your, your clients or your users tell you what they want. You know, reading the book, The Lean Startup is a great place, great place if you want to build technology. And you need to be able to, I hate the word pivot, so you need to be able to, <laughs> so over you, so annoying. You need to be able to be flexible. And I, I am, I'm super flexible. I'm able to really go with the flow. And you have to have fun with it because there's going to be times where you spend too much money, you make mistakes. I already have. I told that to my wife the other day. She's like, you need an advisor like to help you with this. I'm like, well, I have one of the gentlemen who built the Disney Plus platform like helping me through this stuff. And I have another gentleman who um, I have really great people in my network. And that's because of a strategic coach. Like my friend Evan is helping with the artificial intelligence, like the smart thinking. That's what his company does. You have to have the right people around you to overcome the obstacles. Because they're going to happen. You're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to suck it up and keep moving because you cannot stop. You have to keep taking action. The only time you're going to get clarity is by taking action. You could think until the cows come home. It won't matter. You have to act. So that's what I just keep telling myself right now. Just keep moving. You'll figure these things out. It just takes time, but you have to enjoy it too. I love it. The obstacle is the way, my friend, right? You got to you gotta go and, and tackle the obstacle and they'll, fo- they'll show you the way. That's a, uh, to, to Ryan Holiday, who I follow a good bit, who mentioned that, wrote a book about it. And I, I agree completely with it. Hey, man, I love what you're doing. I love your mentality. I, uh, I can resonate a lot with, with your views on things. And it, this is just an awesome conversation. And I'm, I, I, I'm excited to continue having this conversation. But I know you've got you know, you got one or two things going on that you got to get back to. And so I want to let you get back to it. But before we wrap up, I always ask two questions and I'd love to get these answers from you as well as, you know, lifelong learner, right? We got to constantly be learning, taking action. And I believe in lifelong learning and the way I believe in learning is continuing to read and read about others and experiences. So I'm always curious to my guest, what is one book 
that you think would be powerful for our listeners to read if you had to choose one and from your bookshelf nowadays? Yep. So the bookshelf is right here. Ikigai is the first one. That was a really, really great book. They talk about longevity and the blue zones in that book. It's all about finding your inner peace. It's incredible. And then The Gap in the Gain. That's by Dan Sullivan and Ben Hardy. We all go through really hard times in our life, really hard times in our life. And the gap in the gain helps you stay out of the gap. And the gap is when you're all messed up, when you're depressed, sad, stressed, anxious. Read that book. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. I have copies here. If you want a copy, send me a note, send me an email. I'll send you a copy. I I bought a bunch of them. So bill at bloomfinancial.us is my email. I'll send you a copy. I've got bun- I've got a bunch of them. So that has changed my life. Just it's incredible. I can't share that with enough people. So that's a big big one for me. I love it. I love it. And and the other I, I those books are amazing. I think that I'm a huge fan of all of those. Gavin Gain is a, is a great great book. And the other question I ask and it comes from Barron, so I have to give them credit. What's one piece of actionable advice? That, that our listeners can take away from our conversation today that they can go implement tomorrow that'll make them better? What's one piece of actionable advice? Write down every single thing that you do in a day. Activity inventory. Write down everything that you do. Get rid of all the crappy stuff that you hate doing. That's retires your desire right there. Find people to do the things that you should not be doing, whether it's work, personal life, the dishes, laundry, right? There's people who love to do these things that you hate doing. Go out and find them. That's the who, not how mentality. That in and of itself is going to free you up so much time every week, every month. Then you get your time back. And when you have your time back, you're able to think. And when you're able to think, you're able to create. When you create, you go out and help others. So it's a game changer for sure. It's a great circle, right? It's a great virtuous circle. So Bill Bloom, you're amazing, man. I, I want to continue to follow you. I want to continue to be a fan of what you're doing and see all your success. And I'm sure that some of the listeners as well, Bridging the Gap, would as well. So what's the best way for people to follow you, stay in touch with you, and continue to learn from you and be better because of you? Yep. So uh, dianemoney.com is the first one. And then I'm on LinkedIn, Bill Bloom. You'll see me under Bloom Financial, Diane Money, based out of good old Chicago, Illinois. There it is. Bill Bloom, my friend. Thank you so much. Best of luck with your two young ones. Stay well and best of luck with Diane Money. I am so stoked to continue watching how you build that app and uh, impact the, the, the future generations of saving for a retire that they desire. So stay well, be well. And thanks again for taking time every day to join us here on Bridging the Gap. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Bridging the Gap. Don't forget to give us a rating and let us know what you think. 